Behind every well-known stand-up comic, there is one or more comedy fanatics. Tonight on Inside Jokes, we're going to get behind the scenes and talk to what I'm naming the Comedy Geek Squad. Some of the biggest fans, promoters, producers, and writers covering independent comedy today. I'm Dean Young, and we're about to go Inside the Joke. Welcome to Inside Jokes on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Well, we're big rock singers, we got golden fingers, and we're loved everywhere we go. We sing about beauty and we sing about truth at $10,000 a show. Oh yeah, Canada, you are tuned into Inside Jokes, baby, right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto, and of course, coast to coast on the Global News Radio Network, brought to you, of course, by our good friends at Hakeem Optical, giving you a clearer view of comedy, helping you see comedy more cl- What's our new uh, tagline, Vince? A new Vince? view on comedy! A new view on comedy! <laughs> My producer, Vince Tedesco, keeps on throwing this new slogan at me for them every week, and I can't remember what it is. Uh, that's fine, because they don't even know that they sponsor this show. A uh, bit of a different panel this week. We have some new friends to the show, people who have been following this show since the beginning of time. Maybe three of our biggest slash only fans. I don't know. We'll find out from them. We'll get it from the horse's mouth. But here's the thing. We talk every single week to rising stars and Canadian comedy. We get visiting comics passing through this studio all the time. But one thing we don't get a chance to do uh, often enough, and this is the first time we've done a full panel of just this, is talk to some of the people behind the scenes in Canadian comedy who are covering comedy in the independent media, producing their own digital content, highlighting what's happening in the stand-up scene. Uh, So it's a bit of a special panel for us today. I'm going to get around and introduce everybody. First off, we have Alex Ross in studio. Hello, Dean. Yes. Welcome, Alex Ross. We can't afford a a live studio audience, so we have to (laughs) clap for ourselves. Uh, As for our listeners, Alex Ross is the creator and founder of the Never Sleeps Network, an independent podcast network here in Canada, producing lots of digital content. And of course, a huge, huge chunk of that is comedy skewed and comedy focused. And of course, you were telling me before the show, you are now also doing booking across the country for Yuck Yucks Comedy Clubs. Yeah, so Never Sleeps Network, just like any comedian artist, uh, is my business card. Just like Talk Hole was for you. And, Absolutely, yeah. And uh, it's actually opened doors, uh, not only with the comedians themselves, but with the agency and the production and the business you know, acumen that needs to help these comedians really grow in this industry. And this is what happens in Canadian comedy and in Canadian media was, yeah, I had to launch a comedy podcast network for five years just so that I could get a radio show at the radio stations I already wrote for And become for best years. friends with me. <laughs> yeah, That's how we yeah. became best it's, friends. It's the, the Right? It's the snake eating its own tail. Absolutely. It all goes full circle. We also have comedian <laughs> and photographer Chrissia Valente in studio with us. Hello, everyone. Hello. Welcome to the show. Thank so you, you for are, having me. I, I'm calling you in today's episode. And you guys, by the way, are the Comedy Geek Squad. Okay. That's what Love I'm it. calling us today because everybody on this panel okay with that? is either when you're, when you're not on stage or not on podcast, not on air yourselves, you guys are all behind the scenes working tirelessly covering independent Canadian comedy, which a lot of people, and we'll of course get into this. obsessive. Obsessively, and I think you have to have that love for it. You have to be a comedy fanatic yourself. And our own mainstream media here in Canada doesn't really do a great job of highlighting what goes on in our comedy scene. So you guys on the panel today, you're doing that. And of course, Chrissia, one of your claims to fame, I'm calling you the Annie Leibovitz. Of oh, Canadian comedy, oh my God. because you're a photographer who's no pressure. 
Right? No pressure. I've been calling myself the Cardi B of comedy, <laughs> but I'll take Annie Leibovitz. You could be that, too. I'm both. You could be both. Because as a comic, I was sitting in the audience, and I was like, that's a picture. That's a picture. That's a picture. And uh, I struggle with depression, and that's my job right now, is I'm on long-term disability. So comedy is something that really gets me out of my you know, my moods. And um, when I'm too anxious to perform, I uh, would bring my camera to shows and like people would try to talk to me and I'm like, I'm busy. (laughs) Okay. And then uh, it just started like, I'm good at it. So when uh, people started noticing, they started hiring me and um, I started getting paid for photography and a lot more than for standup. Absolutely, and you and it's interesting because your your photos give people sort of this intimate picture of performers on stage, but also take us behind the scenes. You've sort of become the unofficial photographer for the stand-up scene here in Toronto and here in Canada. I mean, last year you were at Just for Laughs. It's Festival official in now. It is official. I have a JFL 42 credit. That's you are. Crazy. So you, you've become our sort of staff photographer in Canadian yeah. comedy, and it gives people an inside glimpse at stuff, you know, kind of takes us inside the green room, and we get to see a side of performers that, that audiences normally don't get to see yeah. through your photographs. Thank and you, of course, Dean. we also have Marty Young in studio with us. Hi, how yeah, are you? Marty Young. <laughs> so we don't have a lot of writers in journalism in Canada and independent media that cover the comedy beat the way that you do. And oh, there's really not a lot of people you. doing that right now. Of course, you've been a contributing writer lately for the Interrobang. Uh, yeah, you've... I'm. I'm the, I cover all the major Canadian stories for the Interrobang, and then recently, um, uh, I've been writing for CBC. I've been writing features. There you go. I have one coming out real soon, and I owe a lot of that to you, my big brother Dean Young, for standing back and doing nothing. No, <laughs> don't you remember? Don't you remember? You yeah. ran. You ran my first article uh, at the at the Guardian. Yes, yeah, yeah. When I was writing for The Guardian. Yeah. Formerly Toronto is That's awesome. Crazy. Toronto is still awesome. Yo, Dean, the Tinder Tales show is the first show that ever paid me to take pictures and you hosted that show. Right? Yeah. Look at we're that. best friends because I, of Talk Hole and Never Seems Network. We're using you. Yeah. <laughs> Look at that. So I'm, much love. I'm launching everybody's careers except for my own. We'll get you a star on the Walk of Canada. Right. <laughs> like the Walk no, of Fame. Remember, of we don't forget. Wouldn't. It's just me and three people from Hamilton. That's what's on there. <laughs> uh, we're going to get back. We'll come back from break. I want to really pick everybody's brains on who we should be watching in comedy right now and why you guys Ooh. do so much of what you do for purely for the love of the game and why you guys have dedicated yourselves so much to producing and highlighting and talking about Canadian comedy because yeah. again aside from this panel there's not a ton of people in the media landscape in this country who are doing that so thank you for that we'll be back with more inside jokes right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto This is Nigel Grinstead Inside Your on 640 on Inside Jokes. Welcome to 
people just tuning in now are like, what's happening? Did I accidentally go to Q107? No, you are listening <laughs> to Inside Jokes right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. We're doing something a little bit differently on tonight's show. Uh, instead of talking to the usual cast of comics passing through the studio, we're going behind the scenes. We're talking to some of the people covering Canadian comedy, producing independent content, and just shining a light on... So much that's happening in this country right now that most people really don't get a chance to get exposed to and, and creating some new stuff. We have Alex Ross in studio. Thanks, Dean. Of the Never Sleeps Network. You yourself never sleep, I feel like. You know, comedy never sleeps, entertainment never <laughs> sleeps. You got you got to be awake for all the opportunities You're to be had. You're just switched on all the time, all my the friend. Time. But it, you have to. I mean, I've, and of course, everybody on this panel, we have Chrissia Valente, we have Marty Young. Everybody hey. on this panel, you have to, in order to do the stuff that you guys are doing... Canadian comedy, it's 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 tiring to sort of spotlight this stuff and constantly work to create new stuff and just keep on pushing this machine forward. So I think a lot of what you guys do, you have to have a love of it. You have to be comedy fanatics yourselves. Oh, I'm in a comedy club three to four days a week. Yeah. Easily. Whether it's Yuck Yucks clubs or pro-ams or, you know, just vibing on whatever shows are happening. Uh, my source of entertainment, I, I can't be stuck at home sitting on a couch all day long. Yeah. You can watch comedy specials to your face or blue, but if you're actually really into the local scene, the politics, you know, the community, that's what makes local comedians and Toronto-based comedians so much more funnier. Well, and I think, you know, and you, there's an interesting point that you kind of touched on there. We talk a lot lately on this show about how comedy has sort of become quote unquote cool again you know comedy has stand up comedy has become what? popular again oh. because everybody has Was a Netflix cool? special and in, it well, kind of, well because Netflix ushered in this golden age of, really of, of stand up because before the networks had to justify it there was a there was a niche market for stand up and they had to justify the airtime for it and Absolutely. now with streaming services that that um audience just is there and you don't have to justify yeah, the airtime and, and it's so it is a really like amazing it, it is a new golden age uh but we need some of those those netflix execs watching our canadian comics exactly and i think the flip side of that coin is also like yes comedy has become popular again through obviously the advent of podcasting i mean podcasting completely blew stand up blew the doors open again for it Yes, Netflix specials. Now Amazon Prime is starting to do comedy specials. We had Gaffigan in here a while ago. He did the first one. But the flip side of that is there's still that struggle to get people out to watch live stand-up comedy because what you're seeing on a 90-minute Netflix special is such a different experience than actually being in that intimate setting, being in a comedy club, watching somebody work on some material. Because every single night on that stage, it's something organic and natural and live that happens. And isn't that a beautiful thing, totally. though? Like, like when you see somebody... I remember one time watching a comic uh, after JFL 42. It was like the early hours of the morning, and they were slugging their set out to just whoever would hear it in the cab space. And then I remember them working that same set and seeing them perform it on like a much larger stage and just the the cadence of that same joke i was like really that's that's where those moments are built and that's what is really kind of special to watch and document yeah because when you're watching these you know world famous headliners and you're watching these polished one-hour specials you're missing that one key ingredient of that element of danger of stand-up right that element of being at a live show being in the room <laughs> anything can happen and you know that at any given time, you could watch some special moment happen that nobody else is going to get to see that yeah, wasn't in that sure. room, I was right? I going to say, with social media, that is much more immediate. 
Yeah. Because um, as a business background, um, like marketing consultant, I would see moments happening and I'm like, why aren't these people like recording their sets? Why aren't they, you know, taking pictures together? It was very missed opportunities. Um, And then I realized that like stand up comics are narcissists. Like, <laughs> yeah, they're just yeah. too into themselves to be like, come to my shows. It's like, you should just be there. And it's like, promote yourself. Like, and so I, uh, I thought um, by taking pictures, I could capture that moment and be like, hold on to it in terms of um, you missed you. F- you messed up by not being at the show because this amazing thing happened. Well, and we also almost have this weird thing in Canadian comedy, and I'll, I'll come back with more of this after the break, but we have this weird sort of bashfulness in Canadian comedy where we're afraid to self-promote, which I think yeah. is why it is essential to have people like you guys producing the stuff that you do and covering the comedy beat, because we'll get some world-renowned headliner once in a while that comes into the studio, some big American name or whatever, or even if it's a more established Canadian comic, They'll come and do this show and they're on it. They're sharing it on their social media and stuff. But the comics that we want people to know about that need more exposure, you know what? they don't Sometimes know how to do that. Those comics end up performing at Comedy Bar or they'll yeah. do a drop in set and it's like, um, yeah, it's I'm like we're too good. About we're missing the, Mar- the Marin drop in set. <laughs> oh, he was amazing at JFL 42. Not the drop in set. No, I saw the, 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 the random drop in set in June. When he did a Sunday drop and set, um, and uh, I was I was shooting a thing at Yucks, and uh, and then I found out that Marin was doing a drop and set, and my car got towed. I'm sad about missing Sharon and Bram at Second City the I other know, night. But no Lois. No Lois. Back to your point. It's about speaking about comedy like the art that it is. Exactly. Yeah, comedy is art. Hashtag. There we go. Comedy is art. That Share was a like forward. We <laughs> We're going to come back and subscribe. geek out subscribe. Subscribe. with our panel. We'll be back with more inside jokes right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Hey, this is uh, Ricardo Mejias, and you're listening to Inside Jokes on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Viva Chile. Yeah. Who wants yesterday's papers? Who wants yesterday's gun? Who wants yesterday's papers? Nobody in the world. Oh yeah, welcome back to Inside Jokes right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Yesterday's Papers by the Rolling Stones. <laughs> the, your intros are just killing it, Right, dude. I love the music. The legend, as Matt O'Brien would say. We, that's right. The Yeah, to this day he still does that. The legend. The legend's in the room. Because you are. <laughs> oh, thank you. I really uh, owe a lot of uh, stuff to you, man, because I was thinking about it. When I first started out... Uh, the origin started like it just so happened that both of us picked l- the name Young. Right? Yes. But I remember when I first started out, people in the industry, like when I would go for media credentials or like free tickets, they knew there was a guy named with the last name Young. Yeah. And because my name is Marty, they didn't necessarily like always put it together. <laughs> and my only credit at the time was the paper you edited, which was <laughs> The Guardian, right? So yeah. I remember specifically one time showing up to a show and they were like, oh, uh, I thought I thought your hair was different. <laughs> I thought you were a man. They, they thought I was Dean Young. For sure. I remember that actually. 
Because you were in Montreal and you were like, I can get into stuff. And like, well, that's fine then. <laughs> Even I can't get into those things. <laughs> it's interesting. So we're talking to what I have coined the Comedy Geek Squad. So we have people covering Canadian comedy in the press, indie media, creating digital content. Uh, and we were talking a bit before the break about there. there's this weird sort of thing, this weird attitude in Canadian comedy where we're almost too shy to self-promote. Like, it's a well, Canadian politeness. It thing. really is. Like when, when Jim Gaffigan came to promote the Amazon Prime special that he was launching, a couple days later, Vince, our producer, he was like, do you know that Gaffigan's sharing all this stuff on his own social media? Like he's just doing that himself. Oh, yeah. It's so funny because Canadian comics won't do it. They'll come in, they'll do the interview, and then they'll be so kind of quiet and shy about it, and they'll leave, and that's that. Uh, the JFL 42 this summer, I was asked um, to be a photographer. And I say that not asked, like I was asked to apply for it. Yeah. But who else were they going to ask is what I'm saying. Like, And there's so few uh, comedy photographers. There's tons of photographers. So many, so many that I would be at JFL taking pictures and they're like, who are you? And, and I'm like, I'm a stand-up comic and that's how I got this gig because Adelaide actually put my name forward. Yeah. She's the producer of Tender Tales. She's in Montreal. The, uh, what is it? The media manager asked her if she knew anyone. Adelaide was the first person that paid me to take pictures at a show. Yeah. And um, that's how I got that gig. Yeah, see? And it's almost funny because, I mean, Marty's writing about Canadian comedy. You're photo photographic <laughs> Canadian comedy. Alex is producing these podcasts, producing this digital content. And there's almost this weird double-edged sword where people are almost like, well, yeah, but why are you doing that? Because nobody knows who these people are. Yeah, exactly. That's the whole you point. You have to make it. it. You there's have an to entire, tell people who they are. And there's an entire country of these phenomenal talents that are doing brilliant brand new off the wall absurd stuff that nobody's done before and we don't have the infrastructure in place where our own sort of large scale media is covering this stuff so there's nothing but fertile ground there's nothing but opportunity right. for us to put that on stage and go exactly. look look what's happening out there exactly. you know you call us the indie geek squad which i'm all supportive of <laughs> yeah. but it's it's funny that almost Canada as a whole is seen as an indie scene in a lot of ways. So I would like to think that we're on the forefront Absolutely. Of, of the scene. I, I remember having a conversation with somebody from Chicago and they they explained the same kind of heartbreaking scenario that people like get good here and then they leave. Yeah. Yeah. Right? You know, and um, that is, that's, that's nothing new. I Everybody's come on this show and said that a million times, but it is just something to ponder because we need to have those... Um, uh, those American scouts coming here and uh, I think on a tactile level it's just they need to um, be be signing deals but be signing deals that make stuff here you're 100% yeah. correct absolutely, yeah. I absolutely agree with you and I think comedians are jumping the ship too quick and I think they need to yeah. get more of a base here they need to gain, garner that success here first and yeah. really really angel investors well no Netflix Canada is coming I think what Marty's saying is right we have a lot of scouts from international waters it's not just America anymore coming to Canada you know comedians of the world is a perfect example on Netflix yeah. right. where we had a lot of Canadian exposure yeah. on there and I think Dave's was one of the highest performing of all of them yeah, yeah Dave Marhaj yeah Juno Absolutely. Dave is, is a perfect archetype for diversity, not only in Canada, but now 
appearing in the U.S. but still keeping his Canadian vibes, his well, Canadian feel. And I think that you've tapped into something there. We we finally have this change in attitude right now in Canadian comedy where in the past the goal was always, okay, I'm going to get these three major festivals under my belt, then I can use that and finally move to L.A. or finally move to New York. The attitude has changed where more Canadian comics are like, no, actually, my goal now is to actually be able to do this and stay here and stay yeah. home. I mean, Kate Trevor Wilson had America that. America is not a good, it's not looking good right now. <laughs> yeah. And wouldn't it be dope if Toronto had another festival? That would be dope. You know what I mean? You know? Like, like I, and, and there's nothing, like, like JFL 42 is, is, um, amazing. We had the best time. We have a different story about that. We were just were like in the best trenches time. at JFL 42. At TIFF, Lightbox, uh, I know. In between shows. But I, it'd, be, yeah. it'd be dope to have another festival. I think there's room for it and there's new stuff happening. And I want to come back for, with more of that after the break. And there was, there was this, Kate Trevor Wilson said it when he was on that new documentary, Mayor of Comedy. He said, my goal has always been to just stay at home. If I can do what I love and earn a living here and be on Canadian TV and do stand-up and tour but not have to leave this country, that's the dream for me. So I think more people are having that attitude now, whereas before it was just, okay, how fast can I get out of here? And I think that that feeling has changed. Uh, but there's a reason for that, and I think you've tapped into that too, Alex. I'm going to come back with more of what's sort of happening with our mainstream media finally paying attention. We're going to come back with more Inside Jokes right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. What's up, guys? This is Mark Anthony Synagoga. You're listening to Inside Jokes on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Yes. Oh, yeah. Something is happening here. And I do know what it is. It's Canadian comedy. Look at that. What a segue. Welcome back to Inside Jokes. Right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Today we have a panel of independent producers, promoters, writers content creators covering what's happening right now <laughs> in Canadian comedy. And it is a bit of a groundswell happening right now. We, of course, have Alex Ross in studio from the Never Sleeps Network. And before uh, before the show today, you were mentioning how you're doing booking coast-to-coast for Yuck Yucks Comedy Clubs now. And one thing we've been talking about on this panel is the fact that, yes, everything is independent, and everybody in the studio right now is writing about and creating and fostering independent comedy in Canada, I think finally the powers that be are paying attention. I mean, you, for example, working with Yuck Yucks stemmed out of you creating Never Sleeps Network. I think the major festivals are finally realizing, oh, there's all these independent shows happening that have their own built-in audiences. We better get on board. And we got to sort out the granting system. Yes. Like yeah. on a tactile level, that's the largest thing that we need to do is we need to sort out the granting system and we need to sort out the ability... Because I was supposed to go to the New York Comedy Festival with a with a Toronto performer, and yeah. the only thing that stopped that Toronto performer from from going to that festival was visa issues. Yeah, yeah, which they is were at a big the thing. level to perform at Caroline's. You know what I mean? That New York people had had seen the viability of this performer, and and they couldn't risk it because of the visas. So when we sort out the granting system to to speak. And treat this like the art that we yeah. all know and I think see Cask it. I is doing yeah. a good job of that as you know? well. They were able to sway um, the Sirius XM fiasco with yep. uh, Howie Mandel in that crazy Instagram live. Like walking around his mansion <laughs> yeah. being like, sorry, Canadian comics, whatever you call yourselves. Well, the funniest part about that was how he didn't even... Howie, wow! How he didn't even know the name of the network that they just bought. Like whatever. <laughs> like, I think it's called Canada, Canada, Canada Jokes. Comedy Canada <laughs> yeah. Jokes. 
Uh, in his but, foyer. In his but foyer, wasn't yeah. wasn't Barry Taylor such a boss through all of that? I was like, Barry Taylor, what a what a, what a the, rock star. Yeah, and yeah. it caused people to come together. And we were talking about that with Sandra Badalini a few weeks ago yes. on this show, and it was interesting. That was one moment, you know, I, I've, I've been around Canadian comedy for a long time. I've never actually seen something like that happen, where the entire industry across the country... It banded right. together as a community, as one, and went, ah, we got to fight for something here. Because usually we're just trying to cut each other out of spots and step over each other for the little bit of... We're like dogs but, fighting over table scraps on uh, the floor, right? I said um, to someone, it's like, why are we all fighting for the same piece of the pie? We should just make more pies. Like, I don't <laughs> yeah. agreed. understand. Agreed. And you know what that caused at SiriusXM... Uh, put a spotlight on the ability for comics to make money mm-hmm. on in a different stream of just performing because it's exhausting. Like comics are out there seven nights a week, three, four shows a night and they get paid pennies and it's not a living wage and, I'm and just it's gonna... not viable. Yeah. And I think a big... I'm so sorry to cut you off. No, that that's fine. <laughs> it would be unlike you. Not to. <laughs> oh, not to. <laughs> that was a weird pause. <laughs> I'd be like, you know, go. We're friends. <laughs> oh man, I'm so stoked. Like, I was, I was stoked to do this interview. I'm extra stoked that you're here. Oh, thanks. Um, yeah, I, I, I want to write album reviews. Yes. That's the next thing for me. It, yeah. it was like because of, because so- out of that became there was so much more people were, um, were recording independent albums and now all the time I'm approached by people to review these albums and I don't have a stream to do it yet. Well, and it's interesting. I think of one big uh, sort of side effect that happened from all of that was the comics who are still here in Canada went, well, then why why even risk it? Let's just start building our own stuff again. And yeah, 100%. albums for sure, like 604 Records is blowing. They're constantly churning out new material. Of course, Comedy Records, Barry Howl Taylor. And Roar. Howl and Roar. That Alice and Dora launched. Like all, I think people took Never that scenario and just went, <laughs> let's start creating more of our own stuff and let's not wait for the chance to get shot well, down. Okay, so then also Cask uh, collaborated with with the theater center um with the festival hashtag comedy is art and the Mm -hmm. theater center is putting out an artist residency spot for a comedian or a a comedy production team to work on a project and they will fund them over a period of years um and i think that recognition and that um i guess that legitimacy needs to be also um there's a ghost in here today We had a psychic okay. in studio a few weeks ago, and she said there's a ghost in here, so I guess that's well, what that what? is. The ghost likes me, and I like that. <laughs> the ghost is in me. The ghost <laughs> is in, in me. my microphone. <laughs> yeah, I it's mean, a comic ghost. If there's a ghost in here, I'll tell this story after. Yeah, okay. And I want to come back actually and find out what are some of the sort of landmark sets that you guys have watched because you're out there every night watching comedy. Just one of those, you know, every once in a while you see one of those sets where you realize you've just. Oh my witnessed God, that just a, made me smile. a moment in time that 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 like, nobody else got to see. Yeah, where you saw something and went, "Wow, this person is going to blow up," or you saw something and went, "I just watched something completely unique happen in this moment in time that maybe drove you forward and made you realize this is why I love doing this so much and this is why I'm so dedicated to this to this scene in this comedy culture in Canada." Because it's not easy work. You guys know this better than than anybody. It's not easy work going out there every night and slogging it out to clubs. And yes, you love it and you do it for the fun of it, but 
it's tireless. To it's tireless. Why. It absolutely is. Uh, we're going to come back with more of this panel right here on Inside Jokes, Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Hey, this is Long Line, comma, and you are listening to Inside Jokes on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. That's what it's all about. We're trying to reach fame for Canadian comics here in this country. I mean, nobody, I, listen, nobody, I don't think anybody in their right mind gets into comedy in general, but especially Canadian stand-up comedy going, wealth and fame, that's what I'm <laughs> after right now. I think a big part of what we've been talking about today on the show is the love of the game. I mean, you really, you dedicate yourself to a life in comedy, especially in this country, because that's the way you're wired. It's almost like, what else would I possibly do? Yeah. I almost have no choice in a way, you know? And, and it completely is born out of love. Li- like the people you work with. And it's you so really hard do. to get other, like, for lack of a better word, normies to understand uh-huh. it. You know what I mean? There's a lot of sacrifice that it requires to, you know, and and, and you can't really always explain it to people and, and people can't always... Um, it is a passion. You know what I mean? Like, like when I was um, getting really... I had to be very serious before I go to cover a major festival like South by Southwest or, or, or Just for Laughs, you know, and people don't necessarily understand the, the discipline uh, that, that our subculture really requires to cover properly. It yeah. does, and, you know... For you guys especially, because going behind the scenes and promoting this stuff and creating content and spending so much of your time with comics, you really do have to sort of ingratiate yourself to that community. Because you could you could be a stand-up who's good at stand-up. I've known a lot of them over the years that is completely a lone wolf kind of a character. Like, you could go, do your time, not fraternize with anybody, and just completely separate yourself from that scene. It's possible to exist in that way. I mean, I don't know why you'd want to. You have to be very, very funny. You have to be very, very, very funny. If you guys, you guys are doing the opposite. You guys are running in headlong. You're spending all of your time with these people. You're spending all of your time in those green rooms and at those clubs and at those shows. And and there's a trust. There is a trust to it. Going to shows every night because that's where bookings happen. Yeah. Like if I show up to a show and someone's on like a deadline and they see me and they're like, you want to do my show next Tuesday? And I'm like, yes. I don't even know what show it is. I'm just like, thank you. And, and that- it's almost you, you, you sort of have to still be able to step away from it sometimes and go, even though I'm looking at this from a I know how the gears turn kind of a standpoint, because you're constantly analyzing comedy and covering comedy. You're sitting in the crowd all the time. You're interviewing people all the time. You still have to have those moments where you get to step back and go, this is why I do this is just because I love it. Yeah. I'm a fan of it. Or that's you'll the burn f- out. Yeah, that's the feeling I live for. Yeah. I mean, just to kind of reiterate and package nicely what you guys have all been saying, it takes a village. Uh, yeah. My responsibility, whether I'm producing for Never Sleeps Network, I'm an agent for Yuck Yucks, uh, I'm making sure that my artist is nothing but an artist. If yeah. a comedian or a photographer <laughs> or anybody that's working on their art... That's good enunciation, by Thank the way. you. Uh, ...is not focusing on their art at hand, I'm not doing my job. Yeah, yeah. 
it's almost sort of like you have to keep everything else at bay and just give them that little space around them to just do what it is that they do. So I want to go around and ask you guys, because I know we all have one. We all have those moments where we've been at a show and we've witnessed something that went, wow, this is why I do this. What were some landmark sets for you guys? Whether it's somebody you watched and you just went, this person's going to be huge or just something Canadian? special and rare. Canadian, Canadian or, hopefully, or but just otherwise. Like, a, a, like a set that was moving in that way? Just a set that was moving. I mean, anything I know that exactly, stands out. I know exactly we all have our one. sort of Largo Tignataro moment, I think, right? Uh, for me, yeah. it was watching Adam Christie do the Hangover Cure, Sean Hogan's show, yeah. about a year-ish ago. And that's kind of was his launching pad to now winning top comic. So to watch Adam hone his skill this last year, and that set was the first time I was like, oh my God, this Christie character yeah. is going to be the next big flavor in Toronto and Canadian comedy. Which is interesting because he's been around for a long time, but most people know him as a writer. Most people know him sort of behind the scenes. Absolutely. And yeah, absolutely. This year he's really taken the forefront as a performer and he's now one of the big names in stand-up happening right now. Even though he's been around for a while, we're kind of being reintroduced to him in a way. Uh, what about you, Chrissia? Um, You know what? Can you come back to me? Because I think yeah. Marty has exactly what she wants to say. And I, I'm going to okay. think about it because like, I've been to so many shows where I'm taking pictures that I can't enjoy the set. Like my muscles are tense. I'm in active shooting mode. Yeah. And it um, sometimes exhausts me because I do want to go to shows and I do want to enjoy them. Um, but I also don't want to go to shows unless I'm getting paid. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it, it becomes like, um, like you were saying, you have to like carve time out yeah. for yourself and then your comedy persona because it does become exhausting. Oh, it's yeah. It's, it's exhausting. Like, uh, uh, my tell is when I start to switch punchlines around, but the set for me yeah, and, um, it was not a Canadian, but the one that stands out for me. Uh, was Andrew Schultz at the gala at uh, at Just for Laughs this year? Yeah, and what was because it about that moment that sort of? It, because he totally understood the weaponry of the the kind of comedy that he does, and he he perfectly yields it. And I there's something so delicious about seeing um, kind of blue comedy that comes and that that's formed in, in these spaces we all inhabit in the clubs and the pubs and everything like that. And then to see it in a, in a grand space, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. like, you know, Place des Arts is like, it was, it was delicious. And so I'd seen him on the nasty show early and I was like, we don't have that here. We don't have those, those New York guys that just lay it down and, and are killers. And then I was like, when I saw him on the gala, I was like, this is this is phenomenal. And that's actually something we don't get to see on those JFL galas a lot, because usually it's like cameras are rolling. There's some well-known actor hosting the thing. And it's kind of like it's usually tailored to be fairly sort of accessible, squeaky clean kind of comedy. Mm -hmm. So to see somebody from that New York stand up world come out and just go, nah, I'm going to do what I normally do, though. It's just I'm just doing it on this large space is a rare is sort of a rare thing. Uh, also, good use of delicious. Yes. We're talking about delicious pies on the show. That seems to... <laughs> we need more pieces of pies. Yeah. Good use of delicious. Different we'll... flavors of pies, D Different too. flavors. We'll be back with more inside jokes right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Hi, this is John Oakley. Just thought I'd stick around in the studio for inside jokes to die for right here at 640. Now... Back to Inside Jokes on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Yo, G. Come 
There we go. Nothing like a little public enemy to wrap things up. Also, we're talking about being exposed in the news. That is our theme tonight. What a panel, by the way. I want to say this. We have to have all of you guys back because I feel like we've just barely scratched the surface here, right? Iceberg. Iceberg. It is an iceberg. We, of course, have Marty Young covering the comedy beat across this country based right here in Toronto. Chrissy Valente, our our staff yes. photographer of you Canadian comedy. That's what Can you have I become. Can I officially announce my new name? 100%. I'm going by Just K now. Just K? Just K. So that is your brand. That is your photography brand. Yes, that is your label. My name is Crisia Valiente. Yeah. And she's retired. Yeah. Uh, she's just tired. Well, I, I, I know a thing or two about being tired and also changing my name all the time, so it's fine. I am I am no stranger to that. And, of course, we have Alex Ross of the Never Sleeps Network and, of course, now booking shows across this fine land for Yuck Yucks Comedy Clubs. Uh, and I want to go around and just find out what some stuff you guys are working on, what we have coming up. I know you have some some announcements coming for Never Sleeps. Right. So uh, Never Sleeps Network just finished its 100th episodes with Canadian Comedy Award nice. nominees. Yeah. Best of Friends, Mark Hallworth, who is actually now recently signed with Yuck Yucks. Yeah. Um, we're also, uh, thank you to Never Sleeps Network has like given me this business card opportunity to grow with a company like Yuck Yucks. Nationally, I'm now the booking agent for the majority of this country, East Coast, West Coast. So big names to check out that have been on this show. Brittany Lysing, Sean yes. LaCumber, Kathleen McGee, Shan Laverty, who was here uh, last week, Courtney yeah. Gilmore, Adam Christie, Sophie yes. Buttle. Uh, you know, the, the list goes on. Uh, of course, your, your Jared Campbells, your, your Jeff Pauls, uh, Jeff Pauls does Keith the Pedro. Potato Files, Keith yes. Page, or the, the Nick Beatons, uh, the Bobby yeah. Knoffs, the list goes on. Um, but the big announcement I have for Yuck Yucks, uh, Kenny versus Spenny. So Kenny Hotz and yep. Spencer Rice are coming back home to the Yuck Yucks home yeah uh, they're going to be touring nationally and i'm going to be their official booking agent for kenny hots nice. and it's the spenny uh it's the kenny and spenny 2.0 2020 live tour oh my That's god it's going we're taking it we're starting it in ontario oh here for the next few months uh so if you're 150 to a 200 to a 400 seat venue please email alex at yuck yucks Dot com. And, and you know what? I want to get Kenny and Spenny in here, actually, to talk about this. We've had Spencer Rice on the show before, but <laughs> Kenny and Spenny, that's such an iconic duo in Canadian comedy. Uh, so that's a big thing to re-release. We'd love to get them in studio and talk about and, this. And uh, sure. corporate parties, Christmas parties, any events that need comedy, Alex at yuckyucks.com. Our roster is nationwide. There you go. Perfect. Tis the season. And of course, go check out Never Sleeps Network. Listen to all the shows on there. And just keep supporting independent Canadian comedy. Just K, we're going to find all your stuff. Uh, I am on Instagram at yes, just K. That's it. And uh, my photography portfolio can be found at make me laugh T.O. And uh, I just wanted to share that I do want to um, start doing some workshops showing people how I do what I do because I'm tired. I want to do <laughs> the business aspect of it. I started make me laugh T.O. as a comedy directory so I could have um, literally every single i've i've taken every single canadian comic picture there you go and of course marty young where can we read your stuff where can Um, we find you first of all i just want to say it was um i only had the pleasure of meeting sandra once and it was at a party at just for laughs and uh, i told her about what i did and at the time i just did a little instagram and she was so kind and she said um keep it up and maybe we'll have you on the show one day 
So and we will. We'll have to get you guys back in and, here. And, no, but it, it's Today's it's <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah yeah. No, if we just wake up, Dean. <laughs> <laughs> You're so doing that, that right now, Dean. Yeah, it's really special to be here. Um. Uh. Yeah. So I'm uh I'm working on a feature for CBC that should come out in a couple of days on the CBC Comedy site. Uh. My work is always up on the Intero Bang. Uh, shout out to my editor at the Intero Bang, and then on Instagram and all platforms, you can search the hashtag Young Y O U N G E because I had to be different than you, Dean. <laughs> modern laughs. So there that's Young Modern Laughs on everything. Thank you again to our panel. We got to get all you guys back in, of course. Uh, and of course, you can tune into us every Sunday night here on 640 Toronto and all of our shows, season four and beyond. On Global News Online, we'll be back next week. And now for this week's comedy listings. Don't forget to check out ComedyRecords.com for the latest album releases from Canada's top stand-ups and sketch comics. And hit up ComedyBar.ca to see the latest shows happening here in Toronto and the famous Rivoli live comedy downtown Toronto every Monday night. Hi, this is Alicia Carusi, and you're listening to my aunt Sandra Carusi's Comedy Rx. This week featuring Andrew Schultz. Dude, you have a look, bro. I don't know what to say. Have you gotten that before? I mean, it is intense, dude. It is a look. You have a look, don't you? Some like that, yeah. Like you made it past school shooter, and you're like, no, I'm gonna rock this stash out. I got the glasses. I'm living my best life now. And you know what? So are all my classmates. So you go back to every reunion just like, ha ha, I was so close. Good to meet you, Bill. Good thing you're still around. Thanks to me.